0: This is a Fubar Radio podcast. Go to FubarRadio.com for more details. Screen Talk with Dan Clark on Fubar Radio.
1: Hello and welcome to uh, the 13th edition of Screen Talk. I'm Dan Clark and I'm recording the show on a very gloomy June day, which is perfect for watching movies or TV if, if you don't work, uh, which is one positive if you don't work. Uh, So uh, we have a great show lined up for you today. Um, First of all, I'll be getting some news uh, and reviews from the self-described cult film expert, Mr. Sam Ashurst. And then later in the show, we have actor, writer, comedian, Tony Way, and we'll be chatting about his career and influences and, of course, his guilty pleasure movie. Uh, This is one that I uh, really enjoyed because sometimes you have to watch ones that, you know, are questionable. This one was uh, definitely... I think it probably really is uh, a guilty pleasure in every sense Um, First of all, my choice of music from a film Uh, This is from uh, something I watched recently, a couple of days ago in fact Now, I love documentary features I think we are in an era where it's hard to surprise people with films So often... Fact is better than fiction. Uh, Some of my favourite films in the recent years have been documentaries. Things like Man on Wire, 20 Feet from Stardom, Supermensch. I don't know if you've seen that. That's a really fun uh, uh, documentary about uh, an agent in Hollywood or a manager in Hollywood. You should check that out. Searching for uh, Sugar Man. Uh, Anvil, the story of Anvil. Amy capturing the Freeman. There's so many brilliant uh, documentaries. This was one I watched on uh, Sunday, which was... um, It's called All Things Must Pass And it was uh, 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 It's a documentary about Tower Records And it's directed by Colin Hanks uh, Son of Tom But uh, in his own right a very good actor and uh, it is—it uh, sort of charts the success and the um, downfall of Tower Records, which I don't know if you're my age, you'll remember. Certainly, in London, going to Piccadilly to the mega store, which was Tower Records, it was kind of—it uh, was a bit of a sort of church for music and. And uh, they the sort of masters there, people, everyone was such a specialist in every department. But the amazing thing about this documentary is it really shows you that Tower Records was essentially two guys who owned the entire franchise. It was like an independent record store that happened to have about 40 stores around the world. And then, of course, uh, you know, the uh, downloading uh, era came upon and destroyed it uh, i think there's some still it says at the end that there's some, some still open in japan anyway so the sh- the film is called all things must pass uh colon the rise and fall of tower uh tower records and um this song you probably wouldn't be surprised features in the uh, in the documentary and this is george harrison all things must pass Oh, George Harrison, all things must pass. Now, with me uh, in the studio, now we have independent film critic Sam Ashurst. He's written for Dazed, Total Film, SFX, Yahoo, Digital Spy, and MTV. I didn't even know MTV still existed. It, Is it, that
2: am I being am I sounding old there or something? It <laughs> exists and it, it's amazing. Yeah, and really good online stuff. Really good movie yeah. stuff. They have um, quite a. Uh, eccentric approach to interviews; like right. they always do fun stuff. So, yeah, they, it, have, great. it
1: has to have a gimmick or a hook, or does it? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, have they had to embrace the online thing as well? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because there aren't as many music videos being made as there were once were in the dire straits era of uh, rock and roll. <laughs> it, it,
2: yeah, it's it, it's true. Um, I mean, there there is some really good stuff out there, but uh, yeah, um, their their film channel is is really good. Oh, Check cool. it out Check it out. So uh, what film news do you bring on your travels, Sam? Well, um, it's been quite an interesting week. Mm. Um, We've got uh, some Bond news, a couple of bits of Bond news. Um, There's a lot of Bond speculation and rumours and talk and...
1: Backstabbing. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But there's a lot of like, this is what Bond should be. This isn't what Bond should be. It's like people get quite passionate about the Bond thing,
2: don't they? They get very passionate and about the are Bond And what are they thing? saying this week? Well, um, the latest news is that uh, night manager director, Suzanne Beer, um, is apparently on the shortlist mm-hmm. uh, for the next one. Um, And she's interesting because, obviously, Night Manager worked with Tom Hiddleston on that one. Mm -hmm. He's sort of... The front-runner? Yeah, front-runner, I'd say. Um, I'm uh, not entirely sure how I feel about that, uh, to be honest. I know how I feel, and I don't want him to do it. Really? (laughs) Yeah. um, Like, I, I, I like Tom Hiddleston. I think he's got a really nice sort of set up at the moment. Like, he's mm-hmm. got his franchise stuff with the Marvel stuff. Mm. And in between that, he's doing lots of interesting things, like High Rise with Ben Wheatley recently. Yeah, yeah. The Hank um, Williams film. Like, yeah. independent stuff. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I think he's got a really nice thing going on there. And well, so
1: you're worried about
2: him? You're uh, like, I, if he does Bond, I'm worried it might I go... Think, <laughs> I think Bond might tip the balance a bit. And I think there's, there's a lot more um, interesting people, mm-hmm. like... My my favourite would be Idris Elba. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, he's super cool and, yeah, I think he'd be amazing. Um, if Idris did it, uh, do you think he would be,
1: not that he's, you know, uh, he's got a Cockney accent or anything, but he's definitely working class. Yeah. Do you think he would be asked to uh, posh up a bit, RP up a bit? That's really interesting. Or do you think that if they're going to go for a
2: slightly more untraditional uh, bond, that they'd embrace everything? I'd hope they'd embrace yeah. everything, which would make it even more appealing to yeah. me. I definitely want to see a working class bond. I know it kind of, you know, it does change the formula a little bit. But do working pl- class people become spies? Yeah, you'd think so. Yeah, Or, or at least some of them pretend to they be, maybe. <laughs>
1: Uh, that makes me sound like I've never m- met a working class person. Uh, I, I know many. I come from a family of working class people, but I just don't know any spies. So that's well, the part uh, that I'm not sure about. You I know see, loads. And you do you? I probably shouldn't have said that. It, all but. right, yeah. What's that red dot on your head suddenly? <laughs> uh, so, um, So yes, a female uh, director for Bond. That's, quite, uh, that's also quite controversial, isn't it?
2: Yeah, well, it's very interesting. Um, it's kind of part of a movement in Hollywood at the moment well there, there's a movement in Hollywood at the moment to push female filmmakers forward. Mm-hmm. Um, in the last Cannes there were a couple of sort of new production companies announced um, that really want to support female filmmakers yeah. um, so if that's kind of part of that trend that's kind of amazing like mm-hmm. the one of the biggest franchises to be helmed by a female director would send a really strong message I think. Yeah and for any
1: sort of uh, misogynists who have a problem with a female director, at least her name sounds like their favourite drink. That's true. Her surname, so you know, it might be appealing to them. Um, I, from the little that I saw of the Night Manager, I just it was one of those shows that I just didn't manage to see
2: or get into at the time. I didn't like it at all. Okay. So I'm kind of like mixed feelings. It, it, I'd rather Catherine Bigelow. If you're yeah. going to go the female director, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a Zero Dark Thirty version of Bond be amazing, would wouldn't be it? incredible.
1: That would be amazing. But how would Catherine Bigelow doing a Zero Dark Thirty version work with Tom Hiddleston <laughs> as a sort of Bo- Roger Moore-esque uh, suave? Yeah, no. I don't, do those two mix? That c-
2: actually, I'd be interested in seeing that. Yeah, no, me too. Yeah, And, um, yeah, I just feel like The Night Manager was kind of a telly show trying to be Bond. Right. And I'd rather... Like a, a, you know, a proper film version. It
1: it was quite, um, there was, uh, it was quite sort of elegant, the Night Manager, right? Yeah. in And the way it was shot and stuff. And maybe that's part of the appeal because they feel like what Sam Mendes has done is brought a certain elegance back to Bond. That's interesting. You know,
2: with the, the way it looks and feels and... I don't know. So you say elegance, I say boring. (laughs) Well, I'm being uh, diplomatic. (laughs) I'm literally the opposite of James. By the way, he's very positive. I'm quite negative. That's (laughs) good. I like a bit
1: of. We need to like. We need to mix it up a bit. You know. Um, uh, So what about the casting? There has been.
2: uh, Hasn't there been a bit of a. Um, a push for a female Bond as well. So, well, th- that that actually comes from uh, an interview with Amelia Clarke, mm-hmm. um, and uh, she basically said that she'd like to be Jane Bond, mm-hmm. and uh, she'd like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio to be her Bond boy, um, which is you it's know, wishful thinking. It's, it's wishful <laughs> thinking and very cool. Um, and and obviously, Leo's already kind of done his Bond film in Inception, which mm-hmm. is kind of like a. A very weird take on a yeah. Bond film, but it's got loads of the elements in there.
3: Well, the
1: skiing resort. The, the ski- is, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, definitely Bond. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I um, I wonder, like, if if a woman did play Bond, because Bond, one of his most famous um, traits, let's hmm. say, is that he's a womanizer. Yeah. That he's a uh, a slag, let's say. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Now, a man can be a slag and, um, or not, sorry, not a man, but a Bond can be a slag and we sort of go, oh yeah, that's Bond. That's right. what he does. But if a woman played Bond, uh, would you have to remove the, um, whatever the, the word for womanizing, but for menizing? I don't... <laughs> Would uh, you have to remove that element? Do you think? I I think that um, could she be
2: you know luring men in and I suppo- there's no reason why not. I suppose exactly no absolutely. I, I mean you know they should stick to exactly the same template and mm-hmm. hopefully it will change people's um, uh, preconceptions mm-hmm. about that kind of thing because you know we all we all like a martini. <laughs> Yeah, there
1: you go. So that means anyone can be a Bond, is that what you're saying? I think so. Yeah, yeah anyone. Yeah. I'd like to see a sort of uh, slightly out of breath, uh, get, gets up a bit late in the day Bond, you know, yeah. someone I can relate to <laughs> a bit more. Um, I've al- I have always thought a good Bond would be someone who's uh, like really old, sort of okay. in their 70s and maybe they're coming back oh, for wow. one last mission. That would be amazing, yeah. yeah. And he's all damaged, and he's got, you know, he lives oh, alone because he's obviously had relationship problems. Because he was such a slag in these
2: days, he couldn't commit. He, you know, he's just at home and he's a wreck. Uh, I, love, he's on, I love that. Like, yeah. uh, Sir Ian McKellen, not that I'm saying Sir Ian's a slag. <laughs> but, I think I've Michigan. started something here. Let's, <laughs> let's move from the slag thing. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> So, uh, and uh, you've seen a couple of movies this, uh, this week? Yes. Um, so, a uh, couple of the sort of big ones out this week. Um, I saw Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. Every um, film seems to have a colon subtitle these days. It does, yeah. Uh, there, and there's a lot of colon in. Uh, <laughs> no, that's not fair. It's it's quite fun um, in a way. Uh, you can be as honest as you want,
1: um, unless you're hoping to get a uh, job from the. Is it Bruckheimer? Does he still produce these? It's, it's
2: actually Michael Bay. Michael Bay, that's it. Sorry. So um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, it's 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 gotten quite a kicking um there are fun elements in it it's got like bebop and rocksteady it's got mm-hmm. krang it's got all of those guys that you recognize from the cartoons and they're actually done quite faithfully unlike transformers say where you can't really recognize any of the characters um so yeah there there is some fun stuff in there but overall it is um uh lackluster lackluster um annoying what the <laughs> thing is is when a film is so clearly
1: uh, aimed at uh, a certain demographic or younger audience mm. like kids essentially and teenagers maybe is it fair to sort
2: of approach a film like that with the same sort of uh, critical mind exactly and that's why i'm kind of conflicted because it kind of is perfect for the target audience mm. if the target audience is very specifically a 13 year old boy Okay, Um, but 14 no 12 no it just has to be 13 specifically 13 Um, and yeah um, young kids very young kids it's a 12a Um, Mm. so if there's anyone out there who's thinking of taking very young kids they shouldn't because it's actually got a couple of Scary scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, the bit, lo- like there's a mutation in it um, mm-hmm. that actually looks like something from an American werewolf in London. Oh man. Um, you know, so in that film, in American werewolf in London, which is one of my all time favourite films. Oh, me too. Um,
1: the bit that scared me the most as a kid was not the killings, was when he changed. Yeah, because exactly. that was like that was that looks so, <laughs> s- such a traumatic experience he went through. You know, he's just lying there screaming. Argh! Yeah, um, that was the
2: most frightening bit. I thought. Yeah, same for me. It's ca- in a weird way. It's something you can relate to, even though neither of us have turned into a werewolf well, or you, a you say pig that. or a You don't rider. know me that well. But
1: <laughs> 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 well, you have just met. <laughs>
2: But yeah, it's, yeah. there's something about body horror that... You know, like in The Fly, when yeah, yeah. Um, Jeff Goldblum totally. like, peels his fingernail off. Yeah. That is one of the most disturbing scenes in yeah. cinema because you can kind of relate to it in a weird way. Yeah,
1: yeah. We're all going to slowly fall apart at some point. Exactly. And change and grow and shrink. Um, uh, so, all in all, what would you... Uh, what, how would you
2: sign off on uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Um, it, it's basically like a pizza. Um, so, you know, it's fun, it's it's enjoyable, it's easy, but it's probably not very good for you. Okay,
3: good.
1: Okay. Because I want nutri- nutritional benefits from movies I watch. Always. Yeah. Uh,
2: what <laughs> else have you seen this week? Um, the Nice Guys oh. is out this week, which I know you're excited about. Am I going to um, be
3: disappointed? There,
2: no, there is no way. You're going to be disappointed. Oh, the good. only disappointing element about it is that it kind of tanked in the states. Really? Um, yeah, which is really kind of sad for fans of original, a film? clever, of <laughs> films. Full stop. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, so oh, uh, it's so depressing. So please, please, everyone listening to this, please go and see it. Um, it's so good. It's so funny. It's so smart. If you're a shame black fan, it like ticks pretty much everything, Mm -hmm. every single box. Um, And, yeah, it's just a wonderful film. Really funny. Ryan Gosling is amazing. Russell Crowe is also amazing. Mm. And um, I was actually... I was at the UK premiere of it, and um, Russell Crowe kind of (laughs) emceed. He had the mic, and, like, he was hyping up the audience and, like, announcing Ryan Gosling to the stage. Like, um, he was a WrestleMania announcer or something. It was brilliant. Oh,
1: man, Um, I wish I'd
2: seen that. But, yeah, the film itself amazing it seems to me like
1: shane black is getting almost getting better as as he gets older you know he's been around for years starting with like lethal weapon but it's like i don't know there's something i thought kiss kiss bang bang was brilliant i I loved iron man 3 i like i'm just really looking forward to this it feels like his writing is just it's not like he's you know he could have easily had a good 10 years and then just slowly
2: you know dwindled away but absolutely uh, and and i think he's carrying on in that sort of good phase because he's doing The Predator at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, And despite the fact that um, Nice Guy has kind of bombed a bit, he's just been announced as doing uh, Doc Savage with with The Rock. With The Rock. So I wonder if people have seen The Predator and gone, right, yep, we want more of this. and, And that's why they're kind of ignoring the box office of nice guys.
1: Well just on a side note how is The Rock doing so does he like literally f- rap one uh, on say you know Doc Savage and then get in a car and go straight over to the set of Baywatch or whatever it is he's yeah. doing because the man
2: is in so many things at the moment. Yeah no, I don't know how he crams it all in. It's kind of crazy. Um, I think he's got some sort of time machine or yeah. some sort of time dilation device <laughs> that allows him to A be in all these films and B build those Muscles as yeah, well how do you yeah. do both i don't know that? yeah
1: he might mu- he, he maybe just doesn't need sleep
2: that's it yeah yes
1: yeah. um i'm really gutted that the nice guys uh bombed as we say i think we use adjectives that are so severe even though it probably in hollywood terms that was a bomb if it didn't make you know X amount, but I'm sure it still made millions. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No one went at all. But that's the way it sounds when people go, oh, it bombed.
2: One person went to the cinema. No, no, it definitely definitely did okay. But if you sort of look at the quality of it and you look at some movies that are doing a billion Mm -hmm. and they're not especially good. It's like stop stop going and seeing yeah, yeah. those ones and then maybe go and see this one or see them both. But Well, please. you know like
1: Transformers or the recently Superman versus Batman. It's like uh, and I'm not casting as versions on either of these but um uh because I haven't
2: actually seen it. I, I do like Batman but, versus Superman. Do you? Yeah. Is it that way around? Batman yeah, yeah. versus yeah, yeah.
1: Superman. Batman vs BVS, uh, as we like to call it here. <laughs> um, it it didn't get great reviews though, and still no. took a shitload of money. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind that's, of that's annoying when then
2: there's a good film that gets good reviews and is actually good, and then. I mean, I, I'm kind of alright about that because I didn't agree with like 98% of the reviews for BVS really? um, I love how
1: you just jumped on that
2: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but no um, I, The Nice Guys is such a wonderful film mm-hmm. um, please go and see it there you go if
1: Sam is pleading you to go and see it I think you must because he actually looks quite it looks on the edge like something <laughs> might happen if you don't go oh he's so right um Sam, what a pleasure to have you in. Um, I hope you will come back at some point and yeah, give, us some, uh, give us some news. Good luck with your. Who are you interviewing this uh, weekend?
2: It's actually The Rock, so the Rock? I, I'll ask him. Yeah, how if do you do could. It? I'll definitely Seriously, ask him. please ask
1: him, how do you film so many films and keep up in shape? I'll ask him, then come back and tell you. Great. Oh, I can't wait for that. That's a direct. Direct line to the rock. I'm basically mates with the rock. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so the first piece of music from our special guest today is uh, The March from A Clockwork Orange, a great choice. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I Meant that had a sort
0: of element of classical and sort
1: of electro going
0: on, yeah. Um, it's by uh Walter Carlos, who, um, uh, in the 60s invent, helped invent the Moog synthesizer oh, yeah. or Moog, as it's yeah, pronounced. it's actually
1: pronounced it's Moog. Pronounced isn't it? Everyone says it looks yeah. like Moog, doesn't it? Well, you don't pronounce two O's together as O, do you? No, yeah, no, exactly. But so, it's
0: Moog, Robert yeah. Moog. She helped build that, and then she uh, made an album called Switched On Bark, which mm-hmm. was. Similar as that, but yeah. with bark music, and then she, he, she became Wendy Carlos later. Yeah, after all of this, but apparently, because you imagine being uh, having a uh, gender realignment in the late '60s, early '70s, it wasn't yeah, a yeah. common thing. So she used to get quite embarrassed, about and draw a moustache on apparently. Wow. To do gigs and things. And well, not to fool people. To, yeah, like, so. What if that didn't I, I, I work, was it? halfway through? Well, probably <laughs> not. But, I mean, it must have been so hard then. Yeah. To, like, it's hard now. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, so she got over all of that and now is Wendy Carver's. Yeah. See, people think of the 70s
1: as only a time when radio DJs molested people, but there was actually yeah, a lot of really no creative of stuff, stuff going, going, on. going on. I think
0: if you're in the right part of the world, it was yeah. fine. It if was you're fine. In, yeah. Anywhere
1: other than the UK.
0: Yeah, you, yeah, exactly. If you're yeah. in New York, bits of London and bits of L.A., yeah. things were fine. Everywhere yeah, yeah. else you just got broken
1: up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we have with us um, Mr. Anthony. Is that your... No, it's no? Tony. It's yeah. Tony on your birthday. My parents different.
0: did not bother giving me a proper name, yeah. What That's do you weird. mean a proper name? Well, like Anthony would be a proper name. Yeah. <laughs> Not a sh- I was given a nickname as my real name, I think.
1: Yeah. Tony uh, is a strange name for a baby I think, yeah. don't you?
0: Yeah, I might as well have called well, me Tony. Tony. Ted or yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: something. <laughs> Tony uh, Way we have here, who uh, you will recognise from, this is, uh, I, w- I was looking at your list of credits, this is going to embarrass you, because we're, br- no? No, you I, love love it. It. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Good. That, that, I did notice that there wasn't any, <laughs> any blushing going on You were just like, yep, go on. I I actually can't read them all because we haven't got time. To
0: be honest, I forget a lot of them, so it's nice to be reminded. Okay,
1: well, this is just from IMDb, so there's probably stuff that's not on there. But um, as an actor, this is. This isn't even including your writing credits, Mm -hmm. of which you have many as well. But on TV, you've been recently in uh, The Life of of Rock with Brian Pern. Yep. Not going out, Doctor Who, Derek. Game of Thrones,
0: you were in how long, how many episodes of that? I was in, th- well, stri- strictly speaking, I was in three in the second season, but mm-hmm. really I'm only in one big right. scene. And then, so I pop up a bit. Mm-hmm. And then I had a season off. I say season because it's American, yeah. Yeah, 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 <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. and then I came back in the fourth. I like first.
1: the way you make that sound like it was your choice as well. <laughs> <laughs> I had a season off, I was <laughs> tired. <season off.
0: laughs> no, I, I thought basically I wasn't coming back. Yeah, There was a potential to come back, and then they did get me back, and I had three very good, fun episodes to oh, do brilliant. in the beginning of season four. Yeah.
1: Um, you're also in Sherlock Life's Too Short and t- Film R which is a friend of ours Steve Oran's yes. uh, brilliant film yes. High Rise Edge of Tomorrow The Riot Club Sightseers The Girl with the Dragons Tattoo, two yeah, Anonymous uh, London Boulevard Down Terrace and this one I forgot because I haven't actually seen it since I went to the cinema to see it all those years ago, Ali G in the House, yeah. which of course you and Martin Freeman
0: were the, the yeah. friends. Yeah, a pre-fame Martin Freeman. Yeah, he'd been on, so. He'd
1: been done loads, but it was yeah, pre yeah. The Office, so... I remember before yeah. The Office, he was one of those people that he was just about, always yeah.
0: doing stuff. He did lots of drama and lots of plays, but he also was pretty good at comedy too. Yeah. I think he did a sketch show with Michael. Mitchell Webb. Web. Yeah, yeah, I called, remember that. I don't remember Bruiser. That was right. what it was called. Was it yeah. called Bruiser? There was a the whole bunch of sh- one worded sketch shows that began with a B. I was in one called Barking and yeah, yeah. and there was Bruiser and all of them failed. So never <laughs> if you get a sketch show, don't call it a one-word <laughs> yeah. title that okay. begins with B. Well that's a good piece of advice. But yeah, so he went away. We we filmed it and I just became friends with him. Yeah. And then he went we went away and came back to reshoot. And in the middle of that, the month in between, the office had been on and been repeated, and he was suddenly yeah office famous which I bet was pretty like famous f- thought f- 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 f-
1: f- we got him before that <laughs> yeah, <the> exactly <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i bet he wouldn't be as cheap right now <laughs> <laughs> he's done amazingly isn't he yeah, yeah he's done he's so good <laughs> um so that is well, that's quite an uh, an amazing uh lineup of work hmm. you uh what when cuz you're a writer as well and i obviously know you first from years ago from doing live comedy as well yeah. what when
0: people say to you what do you do for a living what do you normally answer actor slash writer, Act. actor mostly, these days. Because yeah, yeah. the writing it's not taking a back seat, really. I still consider myself an actor and writer, but um time is becomes an issue. And also writing it's not boring. As, yeah, it's it's ages. And <laughs> acting can just turn it's up lonely. and go home, you it get yeah. fed, all of that stuff. <laughs> um so I tend to try and keep writing, but mm-hmm. it's the it, I mean, it's a carrot and stick thing. Yeah. So if I'm not busy, I'll start writing again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless it's something specific like I've written on Krakenori, and I really enjoy doing that. And that's mm-hmm. one of, that's one thing I like to do every year, something like that. It's yeah. a different. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely actor first these also, days.
1: Also, when you're – I mean, obviously, this applies to if you get work as an actor – the prep that goes into auditioning is like maybe you get a script a couple of days mm-hmm. maybe longer if you're lucky and you learn it you make your choices you go and you do it but with pitching scripts and things this mm. is months and months of work that you may pitch yeah. after months and then they go no we're not looking for something like that yeah, yeah. Uh, it's quite an exhausting it's
0: something that i don't didn't haven't dealt with it. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I get massively depressed but I oh, I like... thought
1: you meant like you fought people uh, <laughs> like
0: I just get really I feel like oh what a waste of my time. Yeah. And it, you know, it's what's even worse. It's when the notes are correct. If they're wrong, you can get angry. yeah. And you can go, well, you know what? They're wrong. And yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah. fight this. If you, they come back with notes, you go, actually, they're spot on. It's awful. And
1: but although you never know in, when they're giving you the notes that are right in that moment, it takes you a day before you go, yeah oh, shit, mate. You never yeah. go, no, we're not doing that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I yeah, wish I'd yeah. said
0: that in the pitch. Well, I get notes for things that are going to happen. And I get, in, I get angry when I receive the email before I've even opened it. Because <laughs> I instantly think they're wrong. Yeah. Then I look at it about an hour hour later close it again open it up a day later and then by the end of the week i'm normally sort of on board with half do
1: you find notes as an actor if you're doing something the way the the opposite way to what a director's telling you Mm. uh do you take those as personally not so much with
0: acting i do i do ignore them sometimes yeah Um, okay but that i tend not to i tend to do as i'm told because normally they they're watching you on the screen Mm -hmm. sometimes you do get a note and it depends on who it is if it's someone i don't it really happens that there's someone I don't trust in mm-hmm. their opinion.
1: Did you ignore, uh, say, David Fincher's notes? No.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> but David Fincher's that. a very specific. He's almost. We were just listening to some Kubrick yeah. film. He's almost Kubrickian. Kubrick-esque. Yeah. Kubrickian? Kubrickesque? Kubrickesque in I mean his. So. The amount of takes he does It's yeah, yeah. insane. It's well, I was going to ask nuts. you. We're there
1: now. I may as well ask you about this. So you have worked with some actual. Hollywood legends in your time, directors wise, mm. and and actually actors wise as well. But uh, Noah Emmerich, um, yeah. uh, Doug Lyman, who's one of my favorite yeah, directors, he's fantastic, and, yeah. um, and David Fincher. Uh, yeah. You were you were in the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, the Daniel Craig, the American film, yeah. remake, yeah. which I loved, by the way. I thought it was yeah, brilliant. I thought
0: they did a great job. I and,
1: think- and sadly, like what um, Sam was just saying about Nice Guys in Hollywood
0: terms, it bombed. Yeah, I mean, it made its money back. Yeah. Um, I think it probably made loads of money. Like you, would, yeah, like you were saying, it probably made millions and millions of dollars. But I think when it doesn't make hundreds and hundreds, when things now can make a billion dollars, yeah. it then just takes a little while for them to decide whether it comes back or not. And, and so it's been a while now. So it still potentially could come back and be yeah. a sequel. I've but heard rumblings about... Yeah, and I, but I think everyone probably is way out of contract on that now, so it would be like starting again. Yeah. When it gets to that point, you think, well, they might as well start from the yeah, beginning yeah. again, but I'm ready and waiting to go back yeah. and do Okay, it. good, good. Uh, My I, character gets like a huge arc in the yeah. later books.
1: Oh, really? So, yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, no, so I love that film. I thought it was really, really well done, and... Um and yeah what, so what was he what was it like there were all these you know people he has a reputation for doing a million takes yeah is it, is I it tr- mean
0: it, that is definitely true I mean it was an odd experience I I went up for it six times oh, and just, it was only one scene I was doing it's yeah. the, the Wayne scene I've got in it yeah yeah um, and I think everything I shot is in it, apart from one tiny little scene that was in a pub that you can see why it was cut. So I w- I'd already I knew the scene inside out before I even got the yes. Yeah. And then the f- I think I did a tiny bit of filming here, but the first thing I shot was in LA. So they flew me to LA, and then I waited. For, I, <laughs> I'll talk about building up nerves. I waited in a hotel room in Hollywood for two weeks before they Serious? used me. Serious? Like I had a costume fitting. It was like the world's mm. biggest build-up. Was it a nice hotel? It was a lovely hotel. Yeah, okay. but I was going okay. nuts because yeah, I wasn't allowed to go anywhere. I had to be within yeah, sort yeah. of driving distance of. And
1: the... do you know people in LA? No one. Yeah. yeah. So I, you I just think I
0: bumped into a couple of actors I knew who were just there. And, like, and it's not a nice place to have nothing it's to horrible. do, yeah. <laughs> especially where I was basically staying on Leicester Square, which yeah, is, yeah. sounds like a great thing, but it's horrible. Yeah, it's just... it doesn't sound like. A great <laughs> no, it doesn't <laughs> sound as but bad as. If you don't live in, if you don't know London, that sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. If you know London a bit, that's the worst place you could possibly be. Um, and then they called me in, and I did a lot of reverses. So it wasn't all the sh- – it was sh- shooting on Rooney Mara. Bloody Mara. So I hadn't actually been on – I still hadn't been on screen. And they cut for, I think, a turnaround for something. So it was a little bit of a break, and David Fincher pulled me aside, and that's where I went, Oh, right, this is, they've not shot on me yet. Yeah. I've been here for two weeks, and they haven't really done it here. Really. This is where I get sacked. This is where he realizes he oh, meant to get. No. Like, I knew a lot of people that were going out for the pass. So I thought yeah. it was James Bartman, a friend of mine, has probably yeah. got it. Like, loads of people that went up for it. But he took me, he said, Come with me. He took me to his trailer. And I thought he's weird, so yeah. I don't really know him yet. And then he in there he had a, the world's biggest Apple Mac I've ever seen, oh, and God. he was cutting the trailer, which was became quite iconic. That trailer, yeah, uh, in the cinema with the shot of. The snowy path it goes mm-hmm. on with uh, Led Zeppelin playing over it. Yeah, yeah. And he just said, "I just want to show you what we're working towards here." And then he just played me this rough cut of a trailer. Oh, that's the best thing a director's ever done. That's amazing. Yeah. So it was great. And then he made me do my my one line 500 times. Oh, <laughs> Jesus! That. Maybe but
1: that was his way of sweetening exactly, you up before he put yeah. you through hell. You're
0: bought in. You've bought in by then, so you just go with it. That's pretty cool, though. It, me- yeah. it
1: means he's got self awareness about his oh, process absolutely. and yeah, like yeah. he knows you know what people like his reputation in a way yeah and, and
0: I, I think he doesn't care yeah what people think definitely not yeah. and i think that comes from someone that was burnt on their his first big project was alien, alien three yeah which he lost control of which I, think, I
1: like as well by i the think way. it's great yeah.
0: you can see where he was going with yeah. it if he was allowed to go the whole hog yeah, i think yeah. he would have made an amazing alien film mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he's the boss. That's it. You know, and you can't blame him.
1: And one of the few contemporary directors that has already got that um, possible acclaim of being one of the greats. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: absolutely. I don't um, think this is a bad film in... No. The bunch, really. Um, but that's very what rare. Do people.
1: I think uh, Panic Room was surprisingly um, ordinary for him in terms yeah. of just the story and stuff. It was quite straightforward. Like, yeah. Short story almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but still a great film. Yeah, I loved it, yeah. Um, so, so amazing. And, and then the difference between working with, say, Fincher and then Edge of Tomorrow uh, with Doug Lyman. How was.
0: Doug Lyman is like the is the polar opposite of that. It's completely organic. So. Right the script, which is amazing on a film of that budget I mean mental really but it, it, extraordinary like what happens is you get booked so there was me and a gang who mm. played Tom Cruise's sort of team u- unit yeah unit, team yeah. and so we were booked for six months straight that's it you're, we were in every day whatever happened mm-hmm. uh, a month of which was training because we had to wear these robot suits which weighed mine weighed ten stones Jesus so it was extraordinary straight away you're knackered every yeah, day yeah, yeah. And in pain but the script never stayed the same. It was fluid the script. Mm-hmm. Um you found there were moments where I found myself giving suggestions of what I should say and you're surrounded by three hundred crew members and you think, This is probably costing about five million dollars. Just <laughs> just why just while Doug Lemon listens to what I've got to say on the situation. Oh, why is this it. yeah, it's bizarre. Uh, so
1: what he was up for like th-
0: Absolutely. Really? He'd come over to you and say, What would you say? Yeah. And I go uh, and there'd be three hundred people looking. You yeah. go, Well I'd probably, you know, say I don't want to do the push-ups or something like <laughs> that. And they go, How does that sound? Then you'd yeah. sort of do it for him. And they go, No. He was but yes, maybe something like that. Yeah. And they go around everyone and you, it was great. I mean oh, wow. that's that comes from having a lot of money and time and yeah. Tom Cruise wanted to do it that way.
1: Yeah, so. yeah. And also yeah. um, I always find Doug Lyman an interesting uh, director in that, you know, he, he did Swingers, which is one of my all-time favourite mm. comedies, mm. and then somehow has worked his way up into doing these huge...
0: Yeah, it's odd.
1: ...multi-million-dollar, like, um, action films. Yeah, yeah. But they're all clever. They've all got some... Well, I think
0: he would consider himself still an indie filmmaker. Yeah. And I think he would consider... I think the turning point must be Bourne. The Bourne mm. films, yeah. So Which it, is
1: still, I have to say, my favourite. It's extraordinary. The first one. Yeah. I love the Greengrass yeah, ones, yeah. but it's still my favourite. Yeah,
0: you need it as well bef- to yeah. get yeah. to the Green Grass yeah, yeah. ones. And I think he would consider that an indie film. Yeah, but just with really good fighting in it, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> good action, and it's a it's a thriller, isn't it? Oh well. So well, actually, I think it became huge because so many people loved it. Yeah, and I think that instantly puts you into a different. Definitely. League as a director yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, i mean how amazing to work with all these um these brilliant directors like you you and you're still young so you're going to get to work oh. with all the best <laughs> but yeah judging by your trajectory of you. you know <laughs> um i uh, uh, i have to ask how mm. how it was working with mr thomas cruise mapper it was great third. i
0: mean it's like um it's like a weird in, an enjoyable dream that doesn't mm. sort of end it's it was work still, we were yeah. still working, yeah, yeah. But you're work, there's Tom Cruise every day, yeah. You go in, so you sort of find yourself becoming complacent, that sort of becomes the every day. But then every now and again, you go, That hey, is Tom Cruise, <laughs> <laughs> and it you was really, Tom Cruise, all right. But this is this really weird like when I first met him, he very cleverly because he can't have it. I mean, I'm sure he likes people knowing who he is, yeah, yeah, but he can't work that way with everyone. Look, like you can't act with people if they're looking at you like you're Tom yeah. Cruise all of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless he's playing, you know, uh, I don't know, like the top gun character where everyone mm-hmm. is in awe of him. Yeah. You're, not, you're not in this film we're all supposed to think he's a dick. Yeah. Um, Which is one of the great things about that film. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and he dies in it yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. So he we they were building and building up we were training for the for the first week, they were building up to us meeting him properly. We'd sort of seen him in passing and at reads and things like that. But he just, instead of waiting for this build-up, he just came to where our we were based. Yeah. Just walked down the corridor and said hello to everyone. So it instantly knocked any of the build-up to it mm-hmm. out of us. And I spent that 20 minutes just looking at his face, really looking at his <laughs> face, thinking, I have to get used to this. Yeah. Because otherwise, I, it's gonna, I think I'm just going to get sacked because I won't be able to talk. Yeah, yeah. And that really helped. So I just looked at him, and he half knew one of the other members of cast, so I just looked at him talking to <laughs> <laughs> And if he'd looked at me at that point, I think he would have sacked me as well. But so I got over it basically. Yeah. But it was it was nuts. Like this, my biggest name dropping story ever. Yeah, this is what it was like every day. Was I had to walk away from talking to Bill Paxton so that, I, that Tom Cruise could introduce me to Matt Damon. Wow, it's sort of like weird. Yeah, that sort yeah. of stuff happened every day on that job. Oh my god! And then the minute it finished, it instantly stopped happening. Which yeah. you have to get used to. And you were back was,
1: down the pub yeah, in, back in London. I I remember there was this, like, rumour going round that you're not allowed to stare Tom Cruise directly in the eye. Yeah. And it became this thing, like, he doesn't like people looking at him. But it all I kept thinking was about what's happened right is one day on a he was doing a scene that had lots of extras essays you know and someone was just like mouth open gawping at him <laughs> yeah, and he's yeah. like you know, you know this is like I'm meant to be doing this scene it's a bit weird if you so an yeah. assistant director or a production runner or someone has gone up to the essay and gone look do you mind not just staring at Tom like yeah, that yeah. all the time that person went home and gone you are no not allowed to stare yeah. at Tom yeah, Cruise and then that r- turns into some massive like he doesn't yeah have eye contact I think you fit the nail on the
0: head with Yeah, because it. yeah, it's not and you were one of them well yeah exactly one. I, I wasn't <laughs> the thing is that that is such a the opposite because he's got a really he does fix your gaze quite yeah.
3: disturbing yeah, like, yeah, he loves
0: yeah. to engage I, I mean he's probably sick of talking about himself so the thing that you really take home from meeting him and working with him is how much he asks about you yeah because, you know, half the questions, if I asked him, he probably wouldn't want to answer there anyway, because yeah, it's yeah. private. Yeah. But also, he do, talks about himself all of the time. It's yeah, constant. Yeah. So he genuinely, and he, he asks a lot about your life, and well, that's and he, quite boring. I know, everyone <laughs> but he seemed
1: like, interested. Everyone that works with him says he's a really super nice guy, and mm. he seems like such a... He has a great work ethic. I have to say, I would love to work with him. I'm, I, I am a fan of his work, mm. right? Um, I think he's sort of underrated in a weird kind of way. Mm. and uh, But I have to say, as m- and I would love to, I would work with him tomorrow, but I think there would be this voice in my head all the time going, I dare you to say, so
3: what's all this
0: Scientology about? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I must admit like, I did not bring any of that up. Yeah, I felt, if he brought it up, I suppose I would have had to talk to him about it. Um, but I would love to... It didn't come up. Yeah, I would love to talk about it just in a sort of honest
1: grown-up conversation, just to sort of
0: yeah, see yeah. what his... Yeah, I'm sure he would have is, But t- I'm sure he's happy to talk about it. Weirdly, it yeah. just didn't. I wasn't going to get into it. <laughs> I think he's got people <laughs> saying,
1: "Don't talk to people
0: about it too much." Uh, maybe yeah. he seems to be his own man. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I didn't. The thing that really struck me was there was no entourage. Mm-hmm. It was him. I mean, they say there's no entourage, but there was no following him around.
1: Yeah. So he has well, his people. Not that you We know <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. had his security guard, Mario. Yeah. That's it. Just one guy basically just goes with him everywhere because you would you'd need that if you yeah. were as famous as him, and he has chefs and trainers, but they're not following him. Mm-hmm. They're where they should be in the yeah, gym yeah. and in the. So I was I was actually surprised at how few people followed him around. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it didn't they, come up. They may all work for the sequel, which is a whole <laughs> sure other thing. I <laughs> uh, but uh,
1: <laughs> I uh, uh, another director you work with who is now becoming fast becoming a uh, you know a, a director who belongs in those. Uh, in a list with those other people was Ben Wheatley and you were yeah. there you were there from the beginning down terrace. Pretty
0: much, yeah. Which I mean
1: was his first feature, right?
0: Yes. I think he'd worked on some film stuff long before. Mm-hmm. Um he was he was a film school student. Mm-hmm. But I knew him as a comedy I mean, you'd probably now call them it's so unromantic, comedy content provider. At the I time know. no one was doing stuff on the internet. Yeah. He was making little videos, mm. little funny things, mm. and they, I think that turned into him, for him, into little ads mm-hmm. and little viral adverts. And he was that
1: at, went onto the wrong door, was it? Wrong door, yeah, with that, Because BBC. his
0: stuff was his stuff on. Well, I knew him as an editor as well. He edited some. And wrote on some comedy shows that I had worked on. And mm-hmm. so the, the two things combined. The big thing about his online stuff was he used extraordinary looking CGI mm. on tiny little internet videos, which is very rare. Everyone does it now. Yeah, yeah. But at the time that was impossible. Yeah. And I think the two combined and made wrong door. And I think he worked on like Time Trumpet and Yeah, yeah. He he edited and did special effects for The Among Ucchi thing. That, yeah, and yeah, that yeah. yes, yeah. So he did there's an amazing sketch about tesco's invading europe yeah and the tesco's <laughs> shops are all like robots it's like yeah. that's all him that's he, he basically
1: so in a way it's weird that, that that was what he was known for and mm. then his first feature was the polar opposite to that no yeah. cg all very intimate small yeah, yeah. all shot in one house over a few days yeah. right?
0: yeah uh, it was shot for I week think, or? a week yeah but no no professional actors or including, more, including myself, we <laughs> used for more than two days because it, we're wow. all doing it for nothing. Yeah, yeah. So he, uh, dad Robin Hill, who also co wrote it mm-hmm. and is an editor, the family who actually did live in that house, yeah, or Robin grew up in that house, they were there for the full seven to nine days. Yeah. Myself, Gareth Tunley, uh, Julia Deakin, people like that, Dave Shaw, uh, and Michael Smiley, we came in for a couple of days and then we'd go. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, and it seemed like a laugh. The script was good. I didn't. I had no idea how good it was going to turn out to be. On the second day of filming, I realised it was going to be something different. Yeah. I still had no idea it was going to be the start of Ben's stellar career. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, there's an original version of the script that you say it's very different. I've heard of a original version of the script that had a massive CGI worm in the back garden that Ben had written. Oh,
1: okay. Like years yeah. before
0: where they fed I, th- I
1: did feel like it was missing something. That, didn't yeah. It? Yeah.
0: <laughs> they fed like he needed yeah, it needed um
1: And then so what's it like working with him now that he's doing a big budget stuff like High Rise? He's very similar. He's yeah. you
0: know, he's very down to earth. Yeah. Um uh the, it's obviously ridiculous the the cast he's got. Now I think Free Fire is out soon. Mm-hmm. So he makes Films in his sleep, he's making loads like he's desperate he, to catch up. He's like the rock of directors, yeah, exactly. But and, and also, he's got he will be shooting with the rock next, yeah. Like he's got um, insane cast in these films now, yeah. Like Eddleston and he's got um, Carl Urban in yeah. the next one. And oh, it's nice that he keeps people like me, yeah. And, it's you know, it's it like and, keeping
1: you know. the uh, the troupe.
0: Together. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, but also not using us when we're not. There's no fit for us, which is good. He yeah. doesn't force us into it. If there's not a part for you, he won't put you in it. Yeah, You're yeah.
1: <laughs> well, um, this leads us on to. Uh, well, there's no segue whatsoever. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, we are going to discuss your guilty pleasure, yeah. Tony. Now, yeah. this um, this is actually like I said at the beginning, a little bit more enjoyable than some of the guilty pleasures but definitely n- naff on many, many levels <laughs> yeah um, we've got a little clip uh, and let's see if people can guess what this film is judging by the clip
3: okay pussy face it's your move shit <laughs>
0: Great, Great Gatsby.
1: (laughs) It's actually Down (laughs) Terrace. You've picked your own film that you're in as a guilty pleasure. Can you imagine? Uh, (laughs) um, uh, Yeah. uh,
0: Why don't you tell everyone what that is from? Right. It's Predator Two. Yeah. which, the main reason I've chosen... There's two main reasons I've chosen this. Mm-hmm. One is it meant that you'd have to now watch Predator 2. Well, that's how <laughs> I it. Like, but- What have I done to you? <laughs> <laughs> also, I had an argument, which I genuinely believed at the time... Yeah. That this film was better than the original Predator, mm-hmm. and I think I just said it and then wouldn't back down. Okay, so was it was it an in ongoing a pub? argument. Uh, it wasn't. I think oh. it was. I was a bit young okay. for that. Uh, well, no, maybe so. Maybe I was. pub. six form sort yeah. of time. So okay. eighteen, seventeen, eighteen. And so you're probably. scared to be
1: wrong, so you just keep absolutely yeah uh, soldiering on with your opinion. Yes, yeah. it
0: was with my friend Glynn, uh, who was probably quite rightly said, no, it's not (laughs) better. It's the sort of thing we used to argue about in our weird uh, doing our film A-levels. But I genuinely did love it, and I did think it was better for about ten minutes, and they realised I was wrong, but never backed down. It's an extraordinary film. I mean, you just heard that he called him Pussyface. I mean, yeah. you, you don't hear that sort of.
1: Well, it's got all those. It like it's it's got all those classic lines like you know, uh, I put my ass on the line for you, and I got the DA right up my ass. They're yeah, always obsessed ass. with their yeah, ass, oh, aren't they? Yeah.
0: And things going right up it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they always have <laughs> things of it. Uh, but this, well, the weird thing, when I started watching it, I was watching it yesterday, and immediately I thought, is this the set of Falling Down? You know, the um, Michael yeah. Douglas yeah. film. Yeah. It, <laughs> it looks like. So it <laughs> looks like like have you. Wrapped guys, great. Do you mind if we just come on and take yeah, over? Similar
0: time, so it yeah. makes
1: sense. And there was this there's a lot of LA riot sort of uh well, there's a, subtext there's going on.
0: The thing about predator this I mean this is why I like this is one of my arguments. These yeah. are these are, I don't actually believe any of these yeah. anymore, but Predator 2 exists... If you take the Predator out of it, yeah. it exists as a really good gang war yeah. film. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Predator 1, no Predator. They just, you know, they yeah. kill and they go home. So, <laughs> I, also, it's got... men in the jungle. It just reloads men in the jungle after they've done their job. With um,
1: shots of their biceps as yeah. they hold, shake hands. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the other weird thing about Predator 2, which I found... Um, which surprised me is it starts. This film was made in 1990. Yeah. yeah. And it says. Uh, Los Angeles 1997 oh. Hey, like that is Far <laughs> in the future But also They're predicting That uh, LA is going to Turn into this Absolutely yeah. uh,
0: Crime ridden city Which yeah. maybe Maybe there was more Crime back then I think that the th- uh, Early 90s LA thought that Was going to happen Yeah um, Just after um, I don't Rodney think Rodney King Yeah I don't think and The Rodney King Was that like 91 or 92 It was just before I'm only going by The uh, OJ Simpson Yeah <laughs> more yeah, yeah, recently. Yeah, yeah. I think it might have been Just yeah before yes that. before, but there was stuff happening yeah, and actually weirdly I think it all went the other way in LA, I think mm. that it got nicer. I don't know sort well. of
1: maybe in some respects uh, homogenised or something. I don't know. Yeah, they but, failed
0: to predict the rise of Britpop. Yeah. Didn't spot that, did they? No, they didn't. <laughs> it should have been low-tech, loads, yeah. loads of blur and oasis in 97. That's true. But did Britpop reach the United States? No, I doubt it. No. I doubt it. No. Did well, it people never, w- yeah, they were still getting over Nirvana in, the Varna in, in yeah. America then, I think.
1: Was it, uh, you should have had, like, in Predator 2 as the camera passed, there was a shot of an art house cinema with train spotting playing yeah, or something exactly. like that? Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: Um, do you genuinely love it or do you think it's shit but you if love it? I or? haven't
0: seen it for a while, but if it's on, i watch it. I don't go out of my way to I saw it. I genuinely saw it. I was also. Do you remember the press obsession with the idea of Yardies, which didn't yeah. really exist? Yeah, it's yeah. a thing that since is now, I think, considered a bit racist. That mm-hmm. like, There's these marauding gangs of Jamaicans yeah. all. Doing crack and chopping people's heads off—that was, but that was quite an exotic thing around that time. And I remember about it's all. A, port, like, is it Puerto Ricans in... and Puerto Ricans? Yeah. Um, it's Puerto Ricans versus yeah. Jamaicans. Yeah. I don't think that ever—that's not a <laughs> battle that ever happens. <laughs> but it does in this weird film. But also, if you ever liked any drum and bass, which I did a little bit yeah. around that time, I was probably just the right. They didn't age. predict that. either. No, did they, they did. Like... But they sampled every other Jamaican character's line. Into about twenty different from drum Predator and Two, from Predator Two, yeah. Wow. So especially is he called Big Willie? Um, yeah, yeah. All of his lines, this is Dread Man, and all of that wow. weird made-up voodoo stuff. Yeah, that sort of kept the drum and bass scene going for about
1: you know ten years. Something, something that um, also like really um, I, I'd sort of forgotten about that happens in these films is like. Uh, you have one sort of bigger name and then lots of lesser-known sort of almost B-movie actors. Mm. This was in the 80, 80s, late 80s, yeah, early yeah. 90s. They could only afford one big A-lister, yeah. and then all the rest were people. And they got but Danny it, Glover. And they got Danny Glover, <laughs> who, you know, I love as an actor, by the yeah. way. I think he's amazing, but I'm not sure he was ever A-lister. So they always no. felt like Predator 2 with Danny Glover. Oh, it's gone down a little bit, you I know. Think
0: Predator became the star in Predator 2. Yeah. And then, which, I mean... It's, Propelled like a million sequels, uh, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. And at the t- I mean, he's got Bill Paxton in it doing yeah. one of his famous turns. He he lo- he he does a, like a really good ass. He, He's he done he was, a load he of he was them. so good. He's brilliant.
1: He um, was like, when that film came out, it just had like, it had all those sorts of actors where you know them only by the yeah. one film that they, like, so it came on. I was like, oh yeah, look, it's the Lethal wef- Weapon Boss. Oh, it is, yes. Is one yeah, of yeah. his. And there's the uh, the bad guy from The Goonies. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's the weird science older brother. And yeah. then the girl in it is the girl from Running Man. It yes, was all yes, those sorts yes, of yes, yes, yes. except for Bill Paxton, who has since become like an actor, yeah, and, and very and Paxton much in his own. He's
0: that a very similar turn to that in Aliens and yeah, right, various, right. like, sort of... He was that guy, wasn't a, he? Yeah, a knob,
1: basically. A He's of. turned it around, though. I think yeah. Twister... The, big, yeah, turning the point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> big turning point, Do you like that? <laughs> um, I think it's definitely a guilty pleasure in the truest yeah, sense of the world. Is. In that it's not a great film, but it is really I pleasurable. I always end up watching it if, or really
0: I if it's on, even if it's halfway through on ITV Seven. Yeah, I'll go. Oh yeah, go on then. Yeah, I'll awesome. watch it <laughs> myself.
1: There's some great lines in it, and if you want uh, a predator film with some social commentary, yeah. it's definitely the Predator
0: yeah. for you. Social commentary on a on a a, a commentary on a social situation that they've that never,
1: That's what I'm up for. Uh, well, thanks very
0: much, Tony. It's been a
1: pleasure. Oh, you're very welcome. An absolute pleasure. I could talk more. Like We, we didn't even <laughs> talk about your live comedy stuff. But
0: um, I mean, that's a very short conversation. Yeah. <laughs> let's, uh, all right, let's okay. not do it. Would you ever do live comedy again? I do do it um, occasionally, but mm. on other people's things. Like, uh, I've done Club Fantastico, which mm-hmm. is Steve Orman's yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. But it's like they... Give me something to do. Yeah. I haven't really got an act anymore, as such. I mm-hmm. don't really ever have one. No. But um, yeah, I, I, I yeah, I happily will do. And some you still
1: stuff. work with because obviously the first time I ever met you was way back when when you were yeah. doing Stay Alive, Peppy. Yes, yes.
0: And do you still work with Steve and Reece? I do? Yeah, yeah. I mean uh, they're still good friends. We never split up as yeah. such. But to be honest, we were never it was a name of a group that we didn't, it wasn't really a live group. Yeah. We were vi- into making videos right. and stuff. So we did do live stuff and it was, you know, we had a couple of memorable gigs. Yeah. We got banned from the Canal Cafe. I remember, it? I think I was there I the you night were on that, that same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were really good, I remember the, your group. You were yeah. brilliant. Oh, thank I seem you. to That's remember nice. very clearly uh, it ties in with the show. You used to dance, did you used to dance to the film, would have been 96 theme tune as part of one of your
1: Things. Well, you mean like the the film show
0: that yeah, Barry normally yeah, like to Yeah, It was, would have been film ninety. No, but then. we did do a lot of
1: silly dances. I'm sure, you yeah. danced to that. Maybe was. we did. Maybe we did use a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, so your last, your second choice of song, mm. um, this is a great song, and and it also it reminded me of um, you know Joel Morris's band Candidate. Mm. Yes, they yes. did an album that was. Inspired by the film *The Wicker yes. Man*. I and mean, Joel really
0: Morris in general is just inspired it by is. *The Wicker Man*.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but it's, I, I listened to it this morning because I forgot about that album, and I was like, "This is yeah, great! Yeah. It's a really good album." Yeah. But this is from *The Wicker Man*, mm-hmm. and it's Corn uh, Rigs by Paul Giovanni, right? Yes, yeah. And
0: why did you pick this? Um, it's it's another film that i can watch at any given moment mm. um and i just listened to this whole soundtrack recently i was uh, me and my girlfriend were away for a weekend over uh, the may day bank holiday in beautiful sunshine in norfolk and we just drove around listening to it it's the which is weird in, in a
1: way it's like it this is. beautiful music but yeah, yeah. the film's so you fucked up co-
0: and it's this this spe- especially this song yeah you have no idea what You're being let in when you first see this film, you have no idea what's coming because it's a lovely plane ride and it's a lovely. uh, There is a cut of this, no spoilers, but you know, there are several cuts of this film, right? There is the most ultimate, they call it the ultimate cut, yeah, it's the worst version because it's got it's really good later on, but at the beginning, you see him on the mainland being given the job he has to do yeah so you don't start on him flying a plane with this lovely music over it mm-hmm. you start on him going there someone's been gone oh, missing okay. which is really weird and yeah. I, I think that that was probably something they didn't need to put back in but
1: it sort of already tells you that it's going to get a bit fucked. exactly weird, you know it? he's going yeah. there for a bad thing not yeah. for a good thing or you know. um just on the on a quick side note on the um director's cuts and things I can never work out from people's opinions mm. which is the Blade Runner to watch because there's so <laughs> many cuts. Do, is there a general consensus of which is the one to watch?
0: Yeah, I, it's the it's the one without the commentary. Is without the, his narration. Yeah, yeah. I I know that one so well. I know them all so well. I find it genuinely hard to tell a difference. Yeah, I've, yeah. I want oh, my girlfriend know. I've got a to box see it. About six. I don't <laughs> know which one to
1: show her. Anyway, uh, so this is from. Um, I was about to say Lord of the Rings, that's weird <laughs> um, This is from The Wicker Man, which is the inferior version of the uh, Nicholas Gage yeah, uh, that, which is the, <laughs> the masterpiece film, yes. I'm I'm film. Um, uh, This is uh, Corn Rings, thank you very much, Tony Cheers